0: You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Scott Brown, right here at Passion Church. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, thank you for your anointing. That they may have ears to hear, eyes to see, and and a willingness to do your word in Jesus' name. Fighting the wind against the wind. Hallelujah. Three, two, one. Good morning, Pastor Church. I am so glad to be with you again. We have part two of how faith works this morning, and we're going to share that in a minute just want to thank God for you. I thank you, God, for people who are of open heart, open mind, and want to move with you. They want to do what you want to do. They want to do things the way you want to do them. They want to see your their lives lined up with your plan for them, that they may affect themselves and have the life that Jesus came that they might have in Jesus' name. We thank you for that this morning. Hallelujah. Let's get into this. I'm excited. Hebrews 6.12 says, don't allow your hearts to grow dull. And the implied subject there, of course, is you. Don't. You don't allow your heart to grow dull. If your heart's growing dull, it's not his fault. And it's not for him to fix. It's for us. How do we keep our hearts, the center of our being, sharp? Spending time in the Word. Spending time praying. Realizing he lives in us and we're supposed to have relationship all day long. Realizing we're here for his plans, his purposes, his pursuits. Amen and conforming our will righteousness right conforming our thoughts purpose and actions to his will so that we can accomplish what we're supposed to here amen so don't allow your hearts to go dull or sluggish but follow the example of those who fully received what God had promised God has a list of promises for you and there are people who have fully received them amen there are folks who've done it say there's folks who've done it Amen, it's true. Got a little bit of wind here this morning, but we can handle it. Follow the example of those who fully received what God had promised because of their strong faith and endurance. They received because of their faith and endurance. You know, there's a couple of places where the Bible... As Jesus saying, "Ye have little faith." And what He wasn't saying was they had smaller faith than someone else. They did not have the type of faith that endured. Faith is one size. What you do with it is up to you. It's always big enough to stand on. It's always big enough to last through the entire mission that God has for you. Amen. To achieve the purposes to, to that which He sent it to. They. Received what God had promised because of their strong faith and their patient endurance. They were willing to endure. Something didn't go exactly the way they thought it did. They didn't quit. They just knew God had this. They just knew God had this. You can read about Hezekiah in the Old Testament, who was a man after God's heart, did everything God wanted him to, and yet Sennacherib came against him. And you're thinking, wow, this guy did everything right, and yet this king's coming in and saying we're going to wipe you out, crush you like bugs. How could that be if they did everything right? doesn't matter what anyone else says or does. That's the time to keep enduring. His faith endured, and God wiped that king out and killed all his troops, sent him home crying. When he got home, his own kids killed him. It's not over when it gets rough. It's over when we win. And if you'll receive what God's plan for this thing, you've won before it started. We just have to see it through. We just have to see it through like Jesus in the boat. Jesus said, We're going on the other side. The waves started kicking up, he fell asleep. They're all freaking out. And he's saying, Ye have little faith, or not enduring faith. What's he saying? I told you we're going on the other side. Doesn't matter what it looks like on the way there, we're going. Doesn't matter what it looks like on the way to your journey in life, you're going. You stick with God. Amen. They received what God had promised because of their strong faith and their patient endurance. Verse 13. Hebrews 6. Now when God made a promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promise as God exists. God cuts covenant with people. God has cut covenants with me. I mean, I have, the, I have salvation because of his promises, but he has cut personal covenants with me and my life. And if I'm faithful, I see it fulfilled. He's always faithful. Amen. Verse 14, this is all out of the Passion Translation. So God said, have no doubt, I promise to bless you over and over. Amen. Now, you folks who don't like being blessed, you can tune out right here and it'll be fine. Blessing isn't something you go after. It's a byproduct of righteousness. In other words, if you're doing what God has told you to do, things are going to overtake you and then he's going to tell you what to do with those things. It doesn't mean they're all yours or all for your enjoyment. He, he uses you to get things to other people. Amen? He said, have no doubt. I promise to bless you over and over, and I'll give you a son and multiply you without measure. The multiplication was going to become on Abraham because his covenant God cut with him if he honored it, and he did, that it would be immeasurable how much he multiplied him. Immeasurable. God is a God of largesse. Bill Johnson, whom I love, said something recently that really really just just fit right in line with a book I've been writing and some other things. And he said, the world is trying to control right now how much money people make. That's not good, folks. That's socialism. But I was actually in a bicycle store the other day and I heard the guy say the problem is the billionaires in this world have to be ready to be made to be millionaires so there's enough for everybody. That's not true. It's just not truth. There is no end to supply. There is no end to supply, no matter what people tell you. God did not make too little for the amount of people that are here. What the problem is, is people don't know how to walk in what he's already done. Amen? Bill Johnson says it this way, they, they said, you know, how much, how much is enough? How much is too much? And he says this, no specific amount whatever that whatever amount could be too much whenever that amount begins to replace your trust in him then it's too much when what you have you're trusting in more than you're trusting in him then you you you've topped off for now you've topped off for now and you've got to learn to trust him all over again amen and you you know I I learned to trust God from the very beginning and he took me from a place of nothing into a fairly comfortable place but I can't get comfortable there Everything I have is his. He can tell me to give it all in a minute. I'm here to manage his stuff. It's his stuff. There is no our stuff. It's his stuff. Now, the interesting thing is, everything here is his, and we're called to manage it. And he tells us to buy, sell, give, whatever, stuff. When we become his children, we are his also. So we're his, what's going on out there? Those fish are getting wild. Uh, When we are his, Then everything he has becomes ours. But he is still the one calling the shots. So everything in the kingdom of God, everything on this planet that's good is here for us. But, but, he is still the one calling the shots. Amen? He's the one who determines what gets done with it. The more you trust him, and it will become apparent in your lifestyle, the way you handle yourself, the way you approach problems, the way you take care of the things he's given you, and the things he's given you. The more you trust him, amen. The more wealth you'll accumulate. It's just the way it works until you reach that level where you're trusting in that wealth and then you're done. You've topped out for that. But what you have to watch, if you're the kind of person who doesn't begin to trust in that wealth, the other thing you're going to have to watch out for is you may begin to think that you did this. You may be able to think it's because you you may start to think it's because of your great faith or your ability and you're topped off then too the key to trusting him with that which he's you're accumulating the accumulated wealth the key to trusting him without that going to your head is humility it's being humble is realizing you couldn't have done any of this that he did it all it's all still his and whatever he wants done with it that's what we're going to do that's the key that's the key if if you remember genesis uh, I forget exactly where it is, but Abram is, is about to be blessed by the kings in the valley because he, he went after them, got his men back, and they asked for a tenth of their goods back and he could keep the rest. And he said, no, you can give it to these guys, but I'm not taking anything, not so much as a strap of a sandal, because no one's going to say that man blessed me. My blessing comes from the Lord, which means it's okay. Which means, it's okay. How much is enough? It's up to God. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, because we're going to talk about the parable of the talents. And that's where this all comes in. It's not about getting stuff, or getting things, or or getting a position. It never has been. It's about being obedient and watching what comes of it. And there's no end to it, but there's also no end to your responsibility to do what He tells you to do with what you have. Matthew 25, 14 through 30 is the parable of the talents. It says this The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his own goods to them. This is God taking his stuff and giving it to his servants. These are not even his kids at this point, these are his servants. They're his goods. And like I said, everything we have is his goods. You know, they say, you didn't bring anything into the world, you're not taking anything out of it. It wouldn't matter if you did, it would still be his, because you're his. There's no dividing line between what is his or ours, it's all his. And he entrusts us to care for things. But again, like I said, in this new covenant, since we are his, it's all available to us. Amen. And I learned something a long time ago, I don't need to own anything, I just need access to things sometimes. That's all you need is access to it. And whatever you need for what he's called you to do, you will have access to And maybe you will steward it for a while. And then you will pass it on in some way, shape, or form to whoever needs it next. Amen? But Again, God directs that all. We don't make those decisions. He does. We just carry it out. And we look pretty good in the process, but don't ever start thinking you look pretty good, because you'll top off there, too. And it said, to each one he gave five talents to another two, to another one. Now he's talking about wealth, money. Now, he didn't give it them to them according to their skills, necessarily, but according to their own ability. There's two words there. The first one means that which, their own means specific. Specific to them, that which was specific to them because of the giftings that God had placed in them already. God doesn't require us to give anything back to Him that He hasn't given us. He requires us to give nothing back to Him that He hasn't given us, because He's given us everything. So, He gave, to one He gave five, to another two, and to another He gave one, these portions, to each according to their own ability. I told you, their own means specifically their, their abilities and giftings, but, the word ability there is the word dunamis and it means power but it means power in this manner because of saying their own power what it means into is he gave according unto them according to the power that was possible in them god never asks us anything that's impossible you may think he's asked me to do lots of stuff that's not possible. It is possible because he gives you enough power to do it. You may not feel it, you may not sense it, you may not know it. Everything I've done that the Lord's directed me to do, I could not have done. Anything we've done ministry-wise or any other way that was his will, we could not have done that. We were not smart enough, we were not quick enough, we were not good enough, we were not slick enough to pull it off. He gives, gave unto them according to their ability or according to the power of the possibility uh, that was already in them, according to the, the possibility of the power that was already in them. That's what he does with all of us. He gives to us in accordance with the possibility because of the power he's put in us. And you may never use that power, but the possibility is there. Say this with me, I can do anything he asks me to because he gives me the power to make it possible. That's the truth. <laughs> So he did this, he gave it to them according to the possibility of the power in them, and immediately he went on a journey. And then the one who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five. Likewise he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time the Lord of those servants came to him and settled accounts with them. So who excuse me, so he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you gave me five. Look, look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. He was good because he was obedient. He was faithful because no matter what hardship he went through, he did it, but he did it according to the possibility of the power that was already within him. And he said, I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things and I will make you, I will make you. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. There's another uh, rendering of this and I think in Luke and it talks about 10 cities, gave to him 10 cities five cities, two cities, however it went down the line. The possibility of that is within us. But until you're willing to explore the possibility of what is able to be done, the possibility of the dunamis, the power that is in us, until we're willing to step out into what looks like apparent nothingness. I love that scene from the Raiders of the Lost Ark where he steps out. It looks like onto a cloud and his foot hits something solid. That's the way it is sometimes. That's the way it is sometimes. God asks you to do stuff, you just do it. He fills in the gaps. If you've got to have reassurances, if you've got plan B, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, it's not how he works. Because if, if, if we could do it that way, we don't really need him. We are not operating on our own to gain his approval. We are operating under his approval to accomplish his will. He already approves of us. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed, and I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here it is. You can have it. Come back. Here's your one talent. These other two guys who were successful did so because they trusted God enough to do it. They trusted God enough to do it. He did not trust God at all. Although it was possible for him to do so, because God would not have given him the power, the possibility of that power in him. He would not have given him the one talent unless it was possible. What should have happened is he should have reproduced another talent. And then he would have went upward from there. That's how it works. Your ability a lot of times is based on what you did with what he's given you before. But he didn't justify, excuse me, he didn't trust God. And that's a hard thing to do. In order for you not to trust God, you've got to villainize him, which is... This guy made a villain out of God. He said, you know, you're a hard man. You reap where you have not sown. You gather where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. This is your fault. This is your fault, Lord. No, this is your excuse so you don't have to be obedient to God. So you don't have to trust. So you don't have to step out onto something that doesn't even appear to be there. We do that all the time. We villainize people so we don't have to associate with them. We don't like the way somebody does something, so we, we we find some dirt on them so we can hurt other people. What do you think is going on with the elections right now, the possibility of elections? They don't like Donald Trump. So they'll say anything, do anything, so they can justify their hatred for him. And it's not even him they don't like. They don't like what God's doing through him. This guy villainized God so he could live with his bad choice. And live with his bad choice, he did. Because God said, you wicked, lazy servant, you know that I reap where I have not sown. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, when God starts addressing you this way and addressing you down, you better watch it. And I gather where I have not scattered seed, huh? It's all his. It's all his seed. The seed is his and where he scatters it is his. So you ought to have deposited, since you're so smart, you should have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who had 10 talents. Well, that's not fair. No, it's more than fair because this guy's ability had increased where he could work 11. The, well actually, yeah, 11 talents at this point. And he'll turn that into 22. And he'll turn that into 44. And he'll turn that into 88. And you're that same person. You're that same person. It's not about yeah, I think it's not about having, it's about managing that which is the Lord's. It's about managing that which, which is the Lord's. And I'll tell you this much, when you begin to rightfully manage everything that is the Lord's, he'll give you more. And when he does, the devil's going to send people to you, usually Christians, who tell you you're not doing what's right. Watch and see. Watch and see. I'll never forget when Christine and I started the ministry. We came home, God told me not to work, just to start the church, and there was no income. And that looked like the dumbest thing I could possibly do but God knew what was coming. God always knows what's coming and I had job offers and I didn't take them and actually one time I was disobedient and didn't even get paid. It's kind of funny when you think about it God tells you don't work and then you do it anyway and then they don't pay you. There was a reason all that happened but I caught the most flack from the Christian community I was called an infidel. How dare you not take care of your wife? And she's pregnant with your first child. You are worse than an infidel. Well, if I was Kenneth Hagin, I'd probably say something like, bless their darling hearts and stupid heads at this point. No one knows God's plan for you. Matter of fact, most people who criticize you don't even consult God before they do it because they already know what's going on. They know what's right. Those are strongholds in their life but don't let them be strongholds in your life. You do what's right. If I had taken a job when we came back and got paid, we would not have been eligible for the state insurance that we needed to pay for Zachary when he was born in the 28th week at two and a half pounds. We never could have paid the $140,000 hospital fee because if we had income, they would not have paid that. God knows what's coming down the road for you. You listen to him, amen? You listen to him. Then he says this, take the talent from him, give it to one of his 10 talents, for to everyone who has, more will be given. If you manage what rightly what he has given you, if you learn to trust him and stay humble, it's not that you could be great, you could be blessed or you could be rich, it's that you could be used constantly to further the kingdom of God. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away, who doesn't have any trust in the Lord. Cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What determines our ability, our possibility with the power he's given us? Trust, humility. You might be saying right now, but I I don't know how to do anything right. Uh, Club I'm in, welcome. I had someone once who knew me, childhood friend, who stayed a friend through early adulthood, and then I came to the Lord and we went our separate ways, but he was a lighting engineer and a designer. And he's a good friend, I love him. And I invited him to come and help us out with sanctuary lighting at one point. And he came and he looked at the church and he looked at the parsonage behind it and stuff. And we were sitting in my office and he said, Scott, I know you didn't do this. He said, I know you. Now I had changed. I was a new person, you know, I was a new creature in Christ Jesus since we had hung out. But he was right, even, even, even after being a new creature in Christ Jesus, the old Scott could not have done that. The, the new Scott really didn't do it either. I didn't do it. I just did what he showed me to do. It's like cheating almost. I just do what he shows me to do and it works because it's his idea. But you have to be willing to trust him to the point where you're stepping out into nothing to do it. But you know what? The first time you step out into nothing and you still can't see anything and your foot hits solid, your life will change like never before and you will never be the same again. And that's his plan for each and every one of us. Question: What are you doing with what he has given you? Because it's his. Let him manage what you have. Not only will you see increase, but you become a, a, a warehouse to help other people. To live the life He's given us, we don't need to be scholars or super-intellects. We just need to be trusting and willing with what He has already given us. And there isn't any of us He hasn't given to. If so You could say, I have nothing. You have life. Surrender that. Give that back to God. You need to go home and look at your house and your home and your belongings and say, God, this is all yours. I give all this back to you. What do you want to do with it? You will not believe what happens in your life when you're willing to do that. But as long as you've got a bunch of rules and regulations based on tradition or human wisdom, you won't get to where you're supposed to be. And you'll be jealous of those who are on that journey. God has nothing but good for you. So embrace that good He has. Amen? We love you guys. Father, we just thank you for this wonderful group of folks. Been so honored to be acquainted with them for so many years. Thank you for the plan you have for their life. Thank you that you have a plan to prosper them, Father to further them down the road with everyone benefiting in the process, Lord. Keep them strong. And Father, I pray that the possibility of the dunamis, the power that was in them, becomes real to them today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We believe you can have a part in what God is doing through Passion Church. Your generosity helps us make a difference in the lives of those who are touched by the ministry here. Visit passionchurches.com. Or simply text the word PASSIONNJ to 77977 and follow the links to give. Text and data rates may apply. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to share with us, everything you need can be found at passionchurches.com. We can't wait to hear from you. On our website, you can download our app, connect with us on social media, and check out all that's happening here at the church again. Thank you for listening right here at Passion Church.